No more cartoons for grown men. I can't believe how much I need to emphasise this. You should be watching football and not cartoons. Cartoons make people toxic and neglectful and ruin the lives of those around them. Stop. Quit while you're ahead. Listen to me. I know. So, <laughs> this episode is late because we both decided for our week to go on and off, on and off, but whether we were going to go to a Rina Sawayama concert, and then we did. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Forgotten Fan. Today, uh, with your with your co-host, Riri, say hi. Hi. And Jono, hi. We, we're going to talk about Rina Sawayama today. No, we're not. <laughs> We just avoided doing the podcast and went to Arena Concert instead. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) So you probably just heard us introducing ourselves for another episode of the Forgotten Fans at Arena Sawayama Concert. Um, That's probably why this episode is half- Half of the reason why this episode is quite delayed, but that's yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> we had a great time, didn't we? Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a it was an amazing experience. Really the... stupid last minute plan, but it worked out amazingly. <laughs> Literally, it was so great. Live, laugh, love, Rina Sawayama. We might actually have to like pause the podcast for a sec so we can go watch Rina Sawayama on Strictly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly um... British. It's kind of horrific. <laughs> Slay. Anyway, um, I recommend going if because she's going on an American tour. This is yeah. just Rina Sawayama promotion. She's going on an American <laughs> tour. Much. She's going on a European tour. She's going on a Japan tour. She's going to Australia and New Zealand. Go yeah. see her. Go. Go get the merch. The merch exactly. is awesome. And send some to us because we couldn't get some of the Please. t-shirts we wanted. We couldn't because they were sold out. They only had XXXXL and a small is already too big. <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing though. It was like, yeah, top, massive, good experience. Yeah, make stupid decisions in life. Seriously, yeah, just much. just go That's make the moral stupid of the decisions story. because someone yeah. has to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is season two. Yeah, and you know, whoa, season two. Um, the last thing really segued into something that people don't really know about me and Jono is that. We we before the podcast we never really knew each other like we were yeah. mutuals and stuff we were just like your average Twitter mutuals and then I think it was like it was like four days I was just going on about like really wanting to do a podcast oh yeah and then, I remember did that. you did you reply or did you message so I think I had also I can't remember what it was that made me want to do it because I think for you it was amphibia right like that was the thing that made you want to mm. I had something else where I was like. I want to make a podcast, but I was like, I don't want to just make it myself because I'm going to be one of the, I'm going to be like the typical, like, yo, this fucking internet loner turned his life and then made a fucking podcast. And like, I don't even want to be that. Um, And I saw you like tweeting about it for a few days. I think I replied being like, yo, I'd actually be up for this if you don't have anyone else who wants to. Because I mean, I, I like barely knew at the time. I wasn't like, I was like you, like, you know, if you have other friends who want to do it more than like obviously <laughs> with them, but and here we are now. Yeah. <laughs> what are we on, like, episode 16? 
Uh, I think Christ. so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a good experience. It was it so it was so weird, like being in person together. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was definitely a very weird experience. I had, to, I mean, it's always that thing when you meet people, you know, online in person for the first time. It's kind of this weird, like you don't know how the dynamic is supposed to like translate <laughs> to in real life. Yeah. Because it's like, I've never met you before, but we have also spent so many hours recording yeah. and the podcast. And not only that, like, we, just because, like, we weren't, like, friends, like, to begin with, now we're actually, like, <laughs> yeah. we, like talk every day. What yeah, the fuck? Much. Um, That's quite wild. It's it's crazy. Um, but but yeah, here we are. Season Season two. two. Um, so we thought it's probably best to reintroduce ourselves, um, because, you know, it's been a while, uh, since the first episode where, you know, we introduced ourselves, um, so any new listeners can know who we are, your co-hosts. Yeah. I didn't tell you our names. I'm Riri and this is Jono. <laughs> Hi. Um, and so, yeah, so you, you guys can know who we are, a bit about us, and, um, yeah, so... Question time for you. Oh. Um, I'm going to ask the same, I think it was three questions we did at the beginning of season one, and then a new question. Um, so these are also very similar questions we'll probably ask if we have any guests, because I think everyone we get on, we're going to ask the same question, because we did that. Yeah, we did that with, with Jay, so. Yeah. Um, so, da -da -da, drum roll, please. Who are you? Who are, who are you? Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Jono. Hello. Hi. Um so what was like the first thing animation you watched as a kid like what, oh my what gosh like... i i have no idea well my... like well not like like the, the, how, I the first thing i remember the first yeah like what was your favorite like thing as okay a kid? I, I i don't remember what i said last year but um when i was a kid when i was okay when i was really young i was obsessed with thomas the tank engine um, mm. if we're gonna go all the way back there and then there was like number jacks which was like i mean that's kind of animated yeah right um yeah. there was that um and then i think the first like when i was like getting into an animated show myself um was probably regrettably uh lego ninjago, <laughs> ninjago. <laughs> um which you know is is definitely an interesting thing to be into um there was that and then i think the first show where like i watched it properly and i was like definitely into this was adventure time and that kind of carried me for a while. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I can think of. That answered my second question. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then what is your favorite show currently? Like currently airing or just like um, my where my taste is lying at the moment? Where is your taste is lying at the moment? That is a difficult question. Miraculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously miraculous. The best show to ever exist. Um <laughs> I don't actually know. I haven't. If we're just talking about animated shows, I'd say. Um, I haven't watched a lot of TV recently, so it's I've been a bit out of it. But um, I think the last show that I've kind of had like a phase for, where I've been like, yeah, this is cool, was probably Amazing Mother Gumball. I, I come back mm -hmm. to the show a lot uh, just because I find it very entertaining and very rewatchable. That's awesome. So. Um, personality-wise, yes. what character are you most like? This is our, this is our new question for season Oh my two. gosh! <laughs> personality-wise, how would you using another character? How would you describe 
yourself just one or like a few that i can like throw a mix of well i did ask you to do the personality test but you didn't um i think you didn't did you wait what we went uh, i don't remember this (laughs) i i I know what my personality type is on like my mbti okay wait wait so who 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 in animation is like you then do like based off my google it do you do them based off my MBTI or like based off like me, my like what I say myself? Both. Uh, okay, well, I mean, based off what I say myself, and like anyone who knows me knows this. I'm like a I'm like a Marcy Canuto like guy. <laughs> there's like there there's too much similar between us. It's kind of fucking scary, uh, to be completely honest. But my uh, my personality type is the ENFP, and um, if you go on like oh, let me search this up. If you go on the personality database, um, I think. It's all the fucking sunshine protagonist. So I think I, I think I think it's the same as Luz. I think it's Kipo. Um, it's a vibe though. Uh, okay, okay. Let's see. It's gonna be Adrian as well. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Adrian aggressed. Which is fucking hilarious because I've always said if I ever go, if I ever do like um, miraculous stuff IRL, I'm gonna cosplay as Adrian just for the fucking for the fuck of it. Um, I don't know Jinx. how much I hate Adrian. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx okay. apparently. Um, Luz. Ang, oh, I fucking hate that. Why is it Ang? <laughs> uh, Pinkie Pie. Although my friends say I'm more like a Twilight Sparkle. Um, I have not watched My Little Pony, so I have no <laughs> idea what that means for me. Um, Mabel, Flapjack. Apparently, I don't know. It, ooh, that's kind of worrying. Um, yeah, Ahsoka. Um, Ice King, <laughs> Jay from Ninjago. There we go. That was the OG character I fucking loved. There we go. Yeah, quite. Oh, wow. It's just all the all the sunshine protagonists, pretty much. Okay, I mean, we know about me now. Um, so, I what were the questions? Who who are you? Who are you? I'm Riri. I do stuff. <laughs> Indeed. And um, and what was what was your? Oh, again, that's right. What was your first animated show that you remember? Uh, see, it's really hard because I didn't really do cartoon i'm like one of the the only people who didn't really do cartoons as a kid um because i was not good mentally and so i was very like quote-unquote mature and so when i finally started like going back to my childhood and like letting my inner child thrive that's really when i did stuff like that and i got back into cartoons and i've had the greatest time of my life and i never want to leave them behind again i have many regrets um <laughs> um yeah. huh as a kid oh shit uh, i liked the powerpuff girls at some point and chowder when i was like four. Oh, fair enough that is the only thing i can remember um but then um the thing that got me back into animation which i am genuinely so grateful for i know some people don't really like it but she-ra was definitely the show that brought oh, me enough. back to my child it's like it's like a gateway drug <laughs> um the, ga- and then... the thing the guy the the thing was saying don't watch cartoons it will ruin your life <laughs> um so that really that that really helped me discover the alhas and amphibia and then since then you know i've i love everything yeah yeah so and for the question of what's my favorite right now yes 
Dead End Paranormal Park. I'm so oh, sorry. Of course. <laughs> I just I'm love Dead End Paranormal Park. Um, it's great. I I love it. Um, yeah. I I have the books. I have both of them now. Sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's me. Cool. And as for the character that you relate to slash the personality type character. <sighs> Characters I relate to, um, Lilith, because Based. she's very easily swayed, and she wants people to like her, and she will do anything for people to like her, and that's Yo. very reminiscent of mm. some things I've had to unlearn. Um, <laughs> Me with Jesse from Infinity Train. Jesse, my guy. Uh, so yeah, Jesse also from Infinity Train. Um, <laughs> know yeah norma norma khan yeah my amazing um so personality database wise uh i am an infj 6 wing 5 which means i am exactly rain whispers um which i do <laughs> see i really do see um so anytime anyone mischaracterizes rain whispers i'm just like like no i'm i'm the authority i have to think about what i would do and then it's fine <laughs> Um, so other characters I have on here are Caitlin Caraman. Uh, oh. oh no. Oh my gosh, Luca. Can- Luca! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, uh, oh, no wonder you hate Adrian. It all makes sense. <laughs> uh, who else is on here? George from Craig of the Creek. Great. Sapphire from um, Steven Universe. Uh, the Beast from all Over the Garden um, Wall. Charlie Sonna from Charlie and Lola. Oh damn! Um, I used to watch that as a kid. Actually, completely forgot about that. That that's about it. That that's the giant spider from Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Oh my gosh, the clown from the Amazing Wall of Gumball. Oh, it, I can see, I can see. I'm joking. I that's he's just a background character. Um. So I have like. Wait, so wait, I wait, wait, have... Riri! You forget yet? Yeah. Master Fu from Miraculous. You are actually kidding me. <laughs> um. I'm actually really shocked about Luca because, oh, Milog from Shira. I'm actually like really shocked about Luca because Luca is currently like the only character I like in Miraculous because he's the only character with a brain. <laughs> who has a brain? Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one who fucking thinks. No one else thinks. Um, so that's actually really interesting. Now, is that narcissistic to say? Yeah, so uh, INFJ is like quote unquote the rarest personality type. Um, where's my representation? I'm <laughs> um, so it's really interesting, but it's like a mix of everything. Um, but Rain Whispers, I really do see Rain, Rain Whispers as a character. I, I, I definitely act a lot like, um, but yeah uh yep that's me yeah, that's cool i actually don't see myself in any of the ones that match my personality type personally i don't know why do you know what no i do yeah. see myself a lot in like everyone else like marcy soccer jesse well yeah i mean like a personality type it's not your exact yeah personality although and it also, also they don't factor in life experience yeah and then they also have i mean b b from b and poppy cat is also an esp and actually that makes sense to me Ooh. yeah, yeah. Um. 
but yeah that's us i guess next that's time we us. do this we'll add another question <laughs> season three <laughs> yeah um our first episode for season two is the yacht house obviously yes. um because the owl house and then dead end came out but you still haven't seen dead end i still like... haven't i know i know it's just i've literally had zero after this wednesday i will watch like everything i need to watch but i've just had zero time <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um i really really want to do a dead end episode i think so dead end is probably gonna be next and then we also yeah. have gravity falls at some point yeah <laughs> i wanted to do an over the garden wall episode as well because like we're in um autumn you know Mm. And we kind of missed like spooky season, but we can still do it. It's autumn, you know. November's still right for over the garden wall. Maybe we'll see. Maybe next year. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the Ahas season three. What the fuck? How yeah. did that? How is it that go so fast? How is I'm it just here? Completely went. I still remember like me sitting down and watching season one for the first time, being like. Holy shit, this stuff's fun. I I no, remember like... watching season one. It's crazy to think yeah. just how far we've yeah. come. Because like I was it? I was sitting there watching like I mean right after I just rewatched thanks to them and like YouTube also played season one episode when I was like watching it. I was like oh my gosh I remember watching this for the first time. Because <laughs> I think back then I was like holy shit this show has so many frames you can turn into memes and that was like the biggest thing for me about <laughs> it was like this is fucking hilarious. I made like a shit ton. I have them somewhere. But... Oh my god. Um, one more thing before we get into the episode is that I, um, very last minute, I'm going to see my friend tomorrow, and we were supposed to be doing like cocktails and stuff, but then like they weren't able to get some stuff. So I ran to my co-op and I was like, I gotta find stuff to make apple blood. Um, <laughs> so I made it to like test it out to make sure it wasn't gross and yeah. it was actually quite good i really enjoyed it i see why Ida loves it so much season three episode one yeah oh gosh i'll let you i'll let you go oh um i mean uh <laughs> i like <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay in terms of watching the episode it was kind of weird because i was like i was very tired that day and i was like i don't know if they're airing it at like well for us 5 a.m saturday or 2 a.m sunday so i had to like wake up at 5 a.m on saturday but i put like several alarms to wake up for this i wake up i like stumble over to my laptop and i turn stuff on and like everyone else like literally everyone else in the world is so sad that it's not airing right now and i was probably the only like outhouse fan to ever exist who was like thank fuck they're not showing it right now <laughs> because i just went straight back to bed and i was like i would have not like now having seen the episode as well i would have not been able to process any of that had I tried to watch it at that time on like that <laughs> amount of sleep, but yeah, then I woke, I like, went through my day straight up till two a.m. and I watched and I was like, wow, and I cried for like an hour and then I was like, yeah. <laughs> I also woke up at five a.m. just for the, it was it was just for the. I know if it does drop on some form, I'm gonna hate myself if I. Yeah, no, that was the same thing. Um, so then I also went straight back to bed. I was like, I'm going back to sleep. Um, yeah. Went about with my day and then stayed up till 2 a.m., cried till 4 a.m., then went to work at like 11. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So it's worth it, though. It's worth it. It, it was. Um, I mean, I 
at the beginning when like Luce was crying, I think we spoke about it last episode. That's just ouch. I've never I don't think we've heard Luce cry like that. Um, which when she was crying in her mom's arms. Oh yes. Oh my god. God damn. Yeah, yeah it was really I think I think I mean that's one thing I love throughout the entire episode is just how they dealt with like losing Camilla's relationship was really, oh, really, really well done. And like especially considering that Camilla's not a character they've done much with up until this point. To do so to have like so much development of not just her as a character, but also her relationship with the other characters in like a single episode is like they did a great job. It was fucking great. But yeah, like that scene there was just like I don't know. It was great. It was wonderful. It was painful, but it was great. <laughs> it's painful. I think one thing about this whole episode is they have done so well with what they were working with. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think I really enjoy the sort of special episode type of vibe that it has as well. I like the idea of having an entire episode where it's them being in the human realm and it ends with them going back. But not even that you get to see what's on the other side. It's like it's own self-contained little like yeah. this is what happens in the human realm. Yeah, we only saw the human realm this episode. Yeah. Which I think was a good decision, personally. What's going on in the boiling aisle? I don't know. No, I, I did like it. It's just kind of frustrating that, like... Yeah. <laughs> to wait, like, three more months to see what's happening with, like, Ida and Rain and Lilith. Um, yeah, I mean, the Duolingo reference. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why are you losing my mind over that? I don't believe that. I mean... It's just funny because, like, it all started as a joke, and then the actual Duolingo account is not only got in on it, but like has been tweeting and like making jokes about it for so long now mm. that it's basically canon. Duolingo, absolutely. So um, Hunter was trying his best. He w- he wasn't quite there, but like also, uh, I don't know. I don't know Spanish either. So like, good on him. He's <laughs> he's trying. And you know that that's what that's all that matters, okay? True. V has been on Earth significantly longer. <laughs> I keep sorry if I sound like I'm reading from a list. It's because I am. It's because I am. <laughs> oh, I have a, I have a fucking shit memory. You kind of like have something to talk about. Like I I mean I watched this like an hour ago and I've already forgotten everything <laughs> that happens in it. This is why we call the forgotten fans. We just yeah. don't remember anything. <laughs> We just forget. Um, I found it funny when the wind blew and then Amity had like come up with an idea. Just because the Owl House so far has had so many moments where the wind blows and then someone says something like life changing. <laughs> I think. Oh no! It, don't like, say that because it just fucking reminds you of the miraculous glitch. Because <laughs> it started with like the wind blowing before Amity kissed loose for the first time oh yeah and then it was like steve and uh king and then king and alador and i feel like it's just happened a lot since season two and it's just like every time i see it i'm just like the wind is blowing Mm, something's about to happen yeah Uh, it's like i know the owl has his cue of some life-changing shit about to go down (laughs) yeah also in that scene, uh, Gus has, he's literally got the best drip ever. Oh my god. How, he's the youngest out of the group and he has the best style. Like, like, not like, it's not a competition. He just, like, there's, there's no one else that comes close. <laughs> like, the fucking, the jacket, the, the whole suit, and then, like, the, the, the earring, earring, the watches. Oh my gosh. 
jealous. I wish I could be that stylish. Maybe Gender one. envy. True. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> oh, just like, oh gosh. Yeah, it's fucking cool. I, I like how I put, why is Amity getting Britted? Slash gay. <laughs> is that when just... she fell over? <laughs> it's just the way that Amity in the beginning was this such like a fierce character. And now she's just like tripping over everything being a doofus. <laughs> and I'm not saying I don't like it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm just like, the same it's thing happened with Brer in <laughs> Community. And I was like, how did this happen? How did we get here? Um, Luce. Uh, I like that we got to see this completely different side of Luce because for the past two seasons we've seen Luce be this very happy, very optimistic you know, everything's fine at the end of the day as long as you have friendship kind of attitude yeah. the sunshine protagonist she is so not okay she thinks that everyone would be better if she never existed and I'm like girly no no don't don't think they exist it's a bad mindset it's a it's a really like they did a good job of breaking down that side of her into this like it's it's something that makes sense and it's sort of like realistic while also being like damn i really don't think we're gonna see like that full of energy loose again like we'll see bits of her obviously but i don't she's never going to be the same yeah and that is really realistic but really sad we also like got like camila being like i never thought i'd have to parent six kids <laughs> she's doing a damn well she good really job at it i mean she was willing she was willing she was completely willing to source blood if that's <laughs> what they needed to see yes oh i just I really do love, like, the parallels between, like, that and then, like, Ida looking after Luce, like... Yeah. It's really Luce cool. Luce just has the best parental figures ever. Yeah. It's also really, really nice seeing Hunter find a family within the, like, Nocedas in that sort of sense as well. Yes. Especially, like, that scene when... I mean, we already saw it. Wait, did we already see it? I can't even remember now. If it was in the first six minutes, the bit when he's like with Gus and he's talking about how he, f no, he hadn't already seen it. This is new. When he's talking about <clears throat> how, when Gus is saying, oh, you seem to be more happy now that you're here. And it's like, wow. And I don't know. I think, I mean, this whole episode, like the key central thing of it is about Hunter's identity and how that's affecting him. Um, in many ways that's where this kind of it's like where the plot and the character sides of this mm. crash into one thing um but it's really cool seeing hunter find like comfort in the nocedas as his family and like like um xeno said hunter nocedas it's basically <laughs> canon he had to take it back because of all the goddamn hate and i'm like no <laughs> i mean that well, sorry we officially have both losers and hunters voice actors saying that they're siblings so like mm -hmm. you know what else is that to say yeah. um i know some people do ship them and i just want to say right everything aside we look at the theory and the law loose and hunter are on the same family tree <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's also like i don't know i mean to not see them as siblings you just have to have like 
zero media literacy. Yeah. It's very it's very explicitly clear that that's what they are, but you know. Yeah. Um, Hunter, like, getting all these interests, he's, like, never been out the house before, and now he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god. He... Like, the world has things. <laughs> um, one thing, like, he, he, him not looking where he's going while he's sewing, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Um, but I will admit, he's got that applique game. Jesus, that applique on his it, hoodie. And yeah. um, his wolf T-shirt, he didn't print that. No, no, no. He appliqued that shit. He probably <laughs> used some reverse appliqued in there to add some variation. Um, probably maybe a little bit of embroidery. He would he would definitely sit and just like listen to an audiobook and just embroider for hours <laughs> on end because that I I just feel it in my bones. That's who yeah. he is. I so, um, I find it really funny though how like that was the like inciting incident that leads to the rest of his episode was him getting caught on a fucking sewing machine this is why you look well <laughs> you yeah this is what our house is really about it's a cautionary tale about sewing what because he had his like foot like <laughs> right on the pedal he was like going for it he was just like looking in front of him no look below you to be fair you know, your it's... hands don't even need to... i don't know how his okay <laughs> right i did uh I know how to sew, kind of. I did GCSE textiles, uh, fashion and design. Um, also, I just like know a bunch of sewing theory. I haven't sewn for a while, but still, I don't understand. Right? It would have been more. He would have. <laughs> it would have made more sense if his thumb had been sewn over. I don't know what position his hand was in for his fucking pointer finger. To be fair, us- usually you hold them like L's and you hold the fabric around it. And then you, you just guide it. it. You don't yeah. push the fabric. You just guide it, and you follow it. It it moves forward, and you just have to guide it along. Um, how it, the fuck also, was he holding it? It's also really in character for Hunter to just be have like the most. I'm doing this my way. Sort of like it makes no sense to anyone else. It's kind of aggressive, but that's how he's always method to doing this. I mean, yeah, that's that is fair. Like. He would definitely do that, but I can't, like, I'm holding my hands out in front of me now. I, I can't figure out how he was holding this and how he sewed through his finger like that. He's just amazing at what he does. What can I say? <laughs> Love him. Um, I do find it funny how, like, his jacket, the jacket, though, that he sewed stuff onto just had a bunch of shit. Just so, like, it wasn't, there was no, like, design there. It was just stuff sewed onto it. <laughs> he got the buy flag on there. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's buying the owl house except for Amity. True. It's the the boiling aisles abbreviate to buy for the reason. Yeah. Today. I I genuinely think that's intentional. <laughs> I'm I not mean, even it, kidding. It fully, it fully could be. Like I would not be shocked if it was. Um. Or maybe like the entire the Nasada the Nasada Clawthorn like family connection tree. All of them are just buy. They're all buy. Yeah. Because Camila's like definitely. Yeah. Bi. <laughs> Everyone's by. It, it makes sense. You're winning right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Um, Jesus, yeah. Um, like you said, with the like, one of, well, one of us might as well be when they're happy. It's like so sad because like everyone else is like so far away from home. Yeah. But Hunter. This is the most, this is the place where he's most felt like home. And 
Yeah. I think, I mean, I'll, <coughs> sorry. I'll talk about this more later because I know a lot of people have had a lot of problems with how they quote unquote treat Hunter mm. in this episode, especially when <laughs> the stuff happens later on. Um, I kind of, I have my interpretation of it and I have my way of seeing it. And I think it's quite important to look at it as like, not just what happened to him now, but also where he's heading mm-hmm. after this episode. And I think like this bit here where he's like really happy in where he is right now, it's like a good thing for him, obviously, but it's also that he hasn't finished dealing with the stuff that he's left behind because they just kind of, they had, they ran away. Like they didn't have a choice. Like Bellas got killed before their eyes and then suddenly they fled through a portal and they're in some other new place completely. And for him, that's like, yeah, I'm out of that situation. But it's also like he hasn't had the opportunity to face what any of that means to him. And I think that's what a lot of this episode is for him. And by the end of the episode, he has changed into someone that has faced that. I mean, I'll talk about that more when we get to that. Yeah. But... Um, when we got more insight into Camila uh, with like her nightmare, the first thing I immediately thought was, fuck anyone who ever said she was a bad mother. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was like, her. what the fuck? Because some people were saying, like, oh, we all hated Camila at the beginning, and then this just kind of gave us insight into it. I'm like, like, no, 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 no. Who's who's a we? (laughs) Yeah. Who the fuck is we? Um, Everything Camila did was out of love for Luce. Yeah, and and I think... Based on her previous experience. Yeah, and it's not a case of, like, she in her, like, mind, she saw it as love, but actually it was treating Luce badly. No, it was, like... It was her genuinely trying her best. And it's one of those things we have to remember. That at the end of the day, like, despite what, like, every fan's own relationships with their parents are, like, if you're just looking at a completely generalized sense, like, parents are also just people who are trying to, like, you know, in, in a good, even a good parent, like, Camilla is just a person who's trying to do her best in a situation. And so, like, she might make a mistake, but that doesn't mean that she's doing it from, like, a bad place and none of the stuff mm. that she did was ever like terrible things i mean even the stuff that she said to lose and i mean i think we i think that was pretty obvious before this episode as well but this yeah. episode pretty much confirms that i think a lot of people look at like the stuff she said in yesterday's lie when she was like wow was i that bad a mother and they treat us like some sort of guilt tripping thing when in reality like if your child really did like just run away from you and talk about how great their life was in another world where you're not there anymore you would probably also feel quite hurt by that. Um, yeah, especially it, after a bunch of grief, too. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. It's like she's been through a loss of one member of her family and then to lose someone else. And just like, obviously, they didn't have time to have a proper conversation there. But the way that that seemed to her would have been like, wow, I'm losing someone else. And it is, she, it's not like a guilt tripping thing, but that's genuinely how she would have felt in that mm-hmm. situation. Um, but yeah, like this, this seeing this episode just confirmed like you know she is obviously a really good mother who is just trying her best in a very difficult situation i love her yeah no she's amazing and then they have all the stuff where she like she's wearing a pride pin she has like all the books she's reading up on which are fucking great um, i know the crew were talking about in the panel yesterday about how they wanted it to be like a thing where it's not just her accepting her mm-hmm. but also actively learning about the wider community around it to support her like heading into the future which is really cool to see i i do love that it's so awesome yeah um i think they also mentioned in the panel yesterday being like um 
they were originally going to have, like, Camila come to the Demon Round about, like, episode six. And then that just didn't work. And, yeah. you know, I really love the way it's planned out. Like, as much as I would have loved to see so much more of Camila, it's just the way that the story has unfurled and, you know, happened. I really like what we got. I think it's really cool having Camilo come in after Zeus has had the time to both change as a person and also build up all these relationships with people because those are the things that Camilla wanted for her to have. And so it's not just a case of her seeing where Luz is, but also seeing that this place is like she is capable of getting these stuff without having to send her to like a camp where she like deep mm. down knew she wasn't gonna be able to get anything good from that. It's it's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be great. Oh gosh. I I mean we were talking about it in the last episode about whether or not she would go, and I think it's quite cool that she is going. Mm-hmm. Um because I mean she is like a much more active parent in terms of, like fighting back against the bad guys. Especially because Luz was like, I'm never gonna go to the boiling hours again because all I do is fuck shit up. Yeah. Camila has obviously noticed a drastic change yeah. in how like Luz just is because of the boiling aisles. And yeah. I know that we've seen we've we 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 are seeing a bunch of sad stuff at the moment because obviously Luz is, you know, going through it. But there's still a bunch of positive, like the po- uh, the positivities that have come from the boiling aisles for her. Camila can see them and she can notice them because, like, she's been home with her for months now. Yeah, and, and like, I mean, especially the fact great. that she has this like collection of friends who are like true close friends, which is like I think for Camila, the one thing that she wanted for Luz more than anything else was to not feel like isolated from other people. Yeah. Um, which is like you know obviously then you see that and she's like well obviously I wouldn't want my daughter to just stay back and lose out on the one thing that I've always wanted to to have the one thing that Mm -hmm. she's always wanted to have when she finally has it I'm not going to cut her off from that because she's a good mother so um, but it was really cool I think the way also that she made that active decision to not only be like you're going back but I'm going back with you Mm -hmm. as the response to her not being sure was very cool I can't wait to see Camila kick some ass. Yeah, I can't wait to see her meet Ida. Her meet Ida? Like like I said last episode, all the Camila (laughs) Ida fans from season one are going to go through the roof. I'm very excited for for them to meet. It would be very cool. Yes. Uh, (laughs) uh, We also got some really cool Huntlow moments. This oh my episode. god <laughs> yes. um when hunter is just like completely like in like full cosplay he's like in his interest and then willow is just like how dare you say that about him um oh my gosh that's fucking amazing and then they both blush and it's like wow Cute. i well oh, i mean I willow doesn't really blush oh, okay, I, yeah, I, no, but... I think she's just She's too strong to blush, you know. Her emotions yeah. don't show, because like she's always had this thing about keeping back her emotions, right? Like, yeah, it's fine. Emotions don't tell, but that doesn't mean she's not feeling them. Yeah. Girl, I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very cool, though. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you've said it before, but neither of us really started out as like Huntlow fans. <laughs> I it hated like, it. I was kind of like, why? Like, it felt like the most like the cishet we're just pairing up these two people who aren't in a relationship type of shit to happen um and then and now i'm like well you fuck them haters i wanted to happen please give it to me yeah uh i, f- I feel the same um 
I was very wanting Willard to beat the shit out of Hunter. <laughs> um, and then she emotionally did it. And then I was like, oh. Yeah. Mm, oh. Um, so I do apologize for being such a bitch when I was like, no, why are you pairing them together? I want Willow to beat the shit out of this man. But I think the fact that she just kind of, like, when I when I rewatched it before season two, I put it into words greatly. And it's just like, she would do anything for this lanky guy, this, like, <laughs> lanky little guy. He's not that little. But, like, she would do anything for this pathetic lanky guy. Yeah. And honestly, good for her. It's like, she could, she could totally beat the shit out of him. But no, she's there for this pathetic white boy. <laughs> I mean, like, especially when, like, he's, like, dead. And then she's just, like, got his head. And he's, like, she's so worried. Yeah. Like, oh, I saw oh people being, God. like, when we ask for a hunt low hug, this is not what we meant. <laughs> Please. Yeah, but, like, Willow obviously knows that Hunter likes her. I, yeah, I mean, Will, it's, Will it's pretty fucking obvious. Hunter probably doesn't pr- probably understand yet. I don't um, even know if Hunter knows that he likes Willow, to be completely honest. Hunter probably doesn't even know what that is. Yeah. He I mean, just, they like, had sees that... Loose and Amity just, like... Because, I mean, as... They had that deleted <laughs> scene. <laughs> where he's like, wait, what do you mean? What are they doing? They said that, that it's fully animated and fully voice acted. I need them to release oh, they, that. They, 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 I thought they were going to show it at the panel or something, but they didn't. Or like a New York Comic Con. I'm sure we'll see it. There's no way that it will just become like a lost media that never releases. They have to. They have to show us at some point. Because the way, <laughs> like the the way Hunter's facial expression at the end of Clouds on the Horizon, and he's just like. I, I just did a facial expression. This is a podcast. <laughs> okay, we can feel it in the audio waves. Um, oh, it's fucking hilarious. I I do hope we get to see that at some point. But yeah, I no, mean, it was like a bunch of shit has leaked. Can that please leak? <laughs> yeah, like it's not of leaking actual episodes. Like something we want to see. Please, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, or is it after that? I guess we could move on to the Caleb and Evelyn stuff. So they oh, went yeah, around Gracefield and they were looking for the Rebus. Well, they they didn't look for the Rebus. They found the Rebus. And, you know, um, Masha. Yeah. Is, it, is it said like Masha? I have no clue. Because I thought it was Masha, but then I realized that on the nameplate there's no uh, I would have thought it was, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've anyway, Masha, no the, non- the non-binary nails, which I have stolen. Um, <laughs> I wore them to the Rena Sawayama concert. Hair yes. flip. It was awesome. They it kind of looks cool. a bit shit on me, but that's fine. I thought they looked quite cool. Thank you. I put glitter on top of them, because I was like, this yeah. <laughs> it's too plain. Um, But, yeah. But yeah, I, we had, like, the nameplate and then the, non- the non-binary flag nails, and it was like, ooh. Like, it was it was um, quite cool how like how much this like casual queer rep is just like dotted throughout this episode. I know it's crazy, and also V V and Masha. <laughs> what? I saw a thing. I saw a thing where I saw two things actually before the episode came out. One was like 
the picture of the, the three friends that we had and it was like cool, which one of these characters is going to be revealed as non-binary it's because, of that, it's because of that interview that got released probably oh did it confirm the that there was a oh did that i, I skimmed the... through that interview i don't remember seeing that Fair no enough. no that's the connecticut one uh dana did an interview no no it wasn't an interview someone had seen the episode beforehand and was like to review and yeah. it was like a reviewer's I was a reviewer had spoken being like, oh yeah, someone's going to have uh, non-binary nails and use uh, have a they oh, then pr- uh, play, and it's going to be a potential love interest for V and we were all just like, it's that <laughs> it's that person from Oh my god, okay Camp Yeah, no, I saw, I saw that, I saw people being like which one is V going to fall in love with and which one's going to be real as non-binary and it was quite funny Oh yeah, that was quite cool. V stayed behind to get bitches. <laughs> True. Although am she doesn't I, have a car. Allowed, so. am, no, V can drive. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, V can drive, but V does not have the car. Yeah. Unless V just like <laughs> slithers through <laughs> through the window. Um, who taught V to drive? I feel like the implication that Camila taught V to drive. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny. so true. <laughs> I I wouldn't be shocked. Like I mean, like I said, she was willing to source blood for the kids. I'm sure she'd be willing to teach me how to drive. I mean, she has pictures of Camila and V on the walls. Like, yeah, family. It's so cool. I love the little the lose the hunter Mercedes siblings. Very very swag. Very cool. Mm. So yeah, uh, the Caleb and Evelyn shit. What the fuck did I say? <laughs> it's you so know. funny. You're predicting this like a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. When Hunting Palisman came out. Yeah. That's episode six of season two. Bitch. <laughs> I am never I don't do theories. I, I'm I'm not a theory person. Despite what this show makes me sound like, I'm not a theory person. Yeah, with I the usually... fucking PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. That video is still on YouTube because I made a video and I recorded it and I put it. Was, <laughs> it was it's... a it was a pretty good PowerPoint to be fair. And also, like ninety percent of it is true now. So. No, no, it's not. I was just like rambling. wait, really? Yeah, because I was real, like thriving for a hunter being a clone of Evelyn and Caleb's kid, and then I really think they missed the opportunity to make him an actual half witch to be like half witch half witch willow they missed that opportunity and i'm so mad about it unless they're like throwing a curveball at us and trying to make us think that he's a clone of caleb when he's in fact a clone of the kid because i really thought that in those pictures evelyn was pregnant but maybe i was just like making things up um, <laughs> Wait, have you seen the thing where it's like there's two ways of looking at the picture? Either I've that she's pregnant or she's got ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I spent like a solid ten minutes looking at that, being like, "Wait, which way is it supposed to be?" Um, I, I don't know. Um, but I think it's like ninety percent. We're like ninety percent sure that he's a clone of Caleb, and yeah. But I mean, aside so, from that, most of your theories were like mostly true, right? Yeah, imagine him saying, um, oh, I'm a lo- I'm from a line of powerless witches, and then he gets a bird, and he gets a bird palisman, and I go, that man <laughs> is a clawthorn. Yeah. 
because and... it's it's the voice it was the voice things originally before that he was like why does he say bye like either that was like my first thing right oh my and gosh so that, that was my that was that was me going why does he why does he do that like either what's going on and then he's he gets a bird palace when he says he's from a line of powerless witches and i'm like hmm, well lead is a powerful witch mm-mm, juxtaposition mm-mm, related um you're blowing my mind with the buy <laughs> thing what the fuck um and then when we saw uh we saw Dell and then immediately when yeah. we saw Philip I was like why do they why do I was like why does Dell look like Philip? Yeah. Why does Philip look like Dell? And then there was the whole thing where like Dell's bird had the scar that paralleled Hunter and then mm-hmm. Flapjack's scar paralleled. It looks like Dell. And it was like, why would they put these in the same episode if mm-hmm. they had no correlation? It was like, holy shit. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh my god. <laughs> I yeah. I just can't with the fact that I stupidly had a hunch. <laughs> and it's fucking true. Oh my so, gosh. I have used this quote every episode. We talk about this when we get more information. And they called me a madman. <laughs> <laughs> because literally, it seemed like the most stupid theory at the time. There was like, I've literally only seen two people in the entirety of, uh, like, anyone I've known predict anything close to this, which was you and um, and Cappy Chaos on Twitter. Um, shout, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> the only two people who I've ever seen predict anything close to this. And I thought it was just fucking stupid. Everyone thought it was just fucking stupid. And, and it's right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like I, I kind of came onto this site after um what is it called? Keeping up the fair is that the season wait, which one's season two episode eleven? The time travel one. Elsewhere and elsewhere. That one, yeah, yeah. I kinda came onto after that one because I was like, wait a minute. It don't make sense now. Um but like I know a lot of people still didn't because it was like I mean it still seemed so fucking out there. And now it's like, well, it's basically mostly canon. Like if you if you if like like it's not canon, but like if you have a brain and can interpret stuff then yeah i mean just think of it if if we can look at steve and be like he's related to metholomew he's <laughs> metholomew's brother that yeah. he mentioned it we can i i just it has to be right yeah i think it absolutely has to be. <sighs> i i just because no one everyone's like i never saw this coming what the fuck and i'm like bitch <laughs> like, i've been I sitting knew. on this for over a year it's like july like when did hunting towers it was it was probably july i think yeah yeah, it was july because june was when it started july 17th yeah damn it has been wow so it was like august october like a year and three months since you first made that prediction when the episode came out and you were like oh i did it yeah because i i yeah, I I never fully came up with the oh my god he's a did I? It was a long time ago, and I don't have the account because I was suspended. So you know, usually <laughs> I would go back and like search oh, terms up and rip. find. I could I could probably if I had access if Elon Musk is willing to give me back my old account because he owns shit. Twitter now. Um, he, said he was gonna unban all the accounts, right? Mm, if 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 he can give me back my old account. I can search through a bunch of shit 
and I can find the moment where I did that. But we will never know. I get. I guess we'll never know because I'm not getting that account back. And I, I would actually rather that account stay dead because I feel like there's got to be some cringe shit on there <laughs> because that's from when I was. I've had that that account I had since I was fourteen. When you were an influencer on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> everyone's. I, I, I've seen some discourse going around where it's like, fifteen-year-olds on Twitter should not have two thousand followers, and I'm just sat there like, <laughs> I had almost five k. Gosh. Uh, I, and yeah, I should not have had five k. It ruined me mentally, bro. <laughs> oh wow. Anyway, where what were we talking? About? <laughs> anyway. Oh, another, another thing is like obviously you have like um willow and hunter which is like you know they're not canon yet but like you know, mm-hmm. you know, come on and like that plays into a parallel again between like evelyn and caleb and i mean i think in general if you take like that stuff to be true there are so many parallels that are just like blatantly obvious lying around not just in i mean there's loads in this episode yeah. but like throughout the entire show there's so much stuff which is like yeah wow. it, it's like um philip loose caleb hunter evelyn Ida, and willow i think that's like seven people yeah in this like in- web of like this parallels <laughs> fucking everywhere because willow parallels Ida for being the strongest witch yeah. Um, which was spoken about in Hootie's Moving Castle. Um, and then Ida parallels Evelyn for, you know, being the same family, yeah. powerful witches. And being this kind like, of outcast like troublemaker. Like, mooring in humans. Yeah. Um, and then um, Luce parallels Philip for being a human on the Isles and... Wanting obviously, a way back home. Yeah, and then Hunter parallels Caleb for obviously being the same fucking person. Um, <laughs> and then that parallel gets switched when Bellows possesses Hunter. Yeah. Because that's now Bellows. And then you have Caleb who hugged Philip when he was going yeah. and then he stabbed him in the back. Um, and... You also have Luce. Oh God, another one with Luce and Philip. But it, uh, see, it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's more confusing? The miraculous love rhombus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh, is it even a rhombus anymore? I, I've heard some stuff about the latest episode. I feel like it's like a collapsing. It's a line, isn't it? <laughs> You don't like cut out two sides to it. I don't know what's going on. I really need to watch it's season five. It's a fucking circle, bro. <laughs> I'll watch it one day. It'll be amazing. We'll dedicate like three episodes of the podcast to it. I promise. I'm, I'm I'm confirming that now, listeners. You can hold this to that. I ha- I uh, CJ me um I shared that video on YouTube. You know that video I shared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shared that solely for cj oh to see my because... gosh so i can give you the link afterwards if you want it does I, have I some spoilers for season five but uh, i do have a mini uh, <laughs> mental i have so many mini mental <laughs> breakdowns i start crying the three clips of like that video that you sent me were fucking hilarious but i also <laughs> felt so sorry for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah miraculous season five is something else right now and i 
the, the it sounds like a masterpiece to me. No! <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> back to Caleb and Evelyn, because I feel like there's still so much to talk about them. Um, so Masha said that um, they found so many of the Revises in Old Gravesfield, and they had all these, like, they they thing they had all these symbols and then masha then said in the tour that they create had a secret code where they could communicate um and i think that's the code um so the revises are all of the revises that he found in Alves gravefield are from caleb and evelyn um so that makes me think that caleb and evelyn were back and forth back and forth between the human realm for a really long time which could mean right that there is a way for loose to have a back and forth back and forth back and forth ending so she yeah. can like travel between freely however she wants without having to worry and i also think the doors evelyn's because why would it be so close to the Cawthorn house yeah but this is the thing um, then if they had a back and forth then why like what was the door then unless the like you know you get me i mean maybe well they could have used the door to go back and forth back and forth but they also did have like that emergency uh back up titan's blood mm-hmm. yeah because the door the door moves like if you move the door it moves where it opens to right uh, it's kind of like the nether and mine yeah, i was about to say that yeah. <laughs> it has like points of lattice on too so it could just be that they like they had a code for like where it was going to be next or something like that mm. but then also i don't know because then they never so then would it have been that they met before philip went over yeah 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 no okay um philip then probably because obviously Found out. Th- those are orphans right <laughs> sorry i just thought what if they were orphans well at the end of the day it's not that funny is it <laughs> there could have been orphans down there there were orphans um <laughs> So basically, the only family figure. Oh no, I need to make a meme. The only family. Sorry, I just need to. I need to. I need to keep this down for later. Yeah, the only family figure that Philip had was Caleb. So then, when Caleb was spending probably days, maybe even weeks at a time, or maybe maybe just like hours, right? It could have just he could have just been in the boiling hours, hours for hours, and then coming home. Maybe he stayed over for a few days. Maybe you know, I don't know. But he probably then felt that, like, fuck, I have no family. Yeah. Um. But obviously, Caleb trying his best to raise this kid, and Caleb, Caleb probably didn't want to be a witch hunter, but raised Philip as a witch hunter because that's what would like get them like accepted into society. Um. So then, when he he found he had an escape, that was his escape. I think this is where some of the parallels come in. Because, like, between Luce and Caleb. Yeah. Because he had that escape, but he was leaving his family behind, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it w- and his family was not as accepting as Luce's. Um, and it's that thing where it's, like, for Caleb, for <laughs> Caleb, it was, like, you know, he's trying to protect his brother. And then for Philip, he's, like, he's doing this thing just for the sake of, like, he probably adored his brother and was like, well, if my brother's being a witch hunter, then I'm going to devote everything to being a witch hunter. And that kind of, like, path towards having that fixed mindset. And then a sort of, like, jealous betrayal when he finds out that his brother had this escape that was aside from 
their brotherly relationship um, into like hatred eventually. There's so many goddamn parallels in this TV show. Yeah, there's a it lot. It hurts my head. Sorry, can um, I have like, can I have like literally just one minute and I can make this meme and it's going to be fucking incredible. I, I, I yeah, promise you. Because if I, don't do it, if I don't do it, I'm going to forget and I'm going to hate myself. Do it. I'm, I, I will continue to talk about something stupid. Well, um, so this season we don't have um, codes. No one has been able to find a code in there. I was going to ask about that actually because um, usually like it would be like Rebecca. Well, for a while it was Rebecca Rose pointing it out and then obviously I know. that can't happen anymore. I know, R.I.P., I would spend every Sunday morning watching a Rebecca Rose video so I could understand what happened, like, the night before. And then she went and worked on the show, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about now. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> um, but, so I think this season, we're having codes like the Reavises, because on Luce's computer, there was a Albert, there was a staff, and... There was a snake. So I think that's kind of trying to tell us that we're going to have a snake palisman. Oh, I, I mean, I think... Oh, I think and we forgot to talk about earlier, but, like, there's that... After Camilla has the nightmare and then Luz goes and stays with her for the night, the way they frame that shot with her putting down the palisman and the snake loop in the background, mm. after just having had the dream where she's, like, finding the snake skin, and then also, if you're looking back to, like, episode one... Azura fighting the snake monster and then also on top of that them ending the episode with her and the Azura cosplay heading into the Boiling Isles. I think it's it's gonna be a snake. I think it makes <laughs> sense now. I kind of wish it was a bat but the snake is gonna be really cool and yeah, I like confirmed the... she has the snake in yes, it's her in... bag. Yeah. I, I, I like Someone the... of the crew said they had it in her fanny, and I was like, "Take that back!" Uh, I um, I, I what was I gonna say? I like the bat idea because it's like it's still having something similar to like a flying creature and the sort of like, you know, she's also a Clawthorn type of thing. But I think snake makes sense, and then also like there's all this stuff about like how snake for like um is like a symbol in like medicine stuff, like medical professionals, and then obviously you have. Camilla, and then there's the the logo theory with the Albert on one way round, and then the S the other way round, and it's like, you know, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be that. It's it's crazy that originally everyone was like, Lucy's Palisman is going to be a snake, and then we went to, oh my god, Lucy's Palisman is going to be a bat, and now it's back to Lucy's Palisman is going to be a snake. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I need to see the Palisman next episode. Do not leave it till the last episode. I will cry. Yeah, no, because it's like, I mean, we've all been like desperately waiting since she was, since like hunting Palisman. We've been since just desperately waiting. I mean, since yeah, before we, then. Since we found out that Palisman existed, everyone's been like, damn, when is Luce getting a Palisman? Because some people thought <coughs> it was going to be like the end of season one. And then it was like, hmm. No. And then it, everyone was like, oh, it might be the end of season two. Mm. I and mean, then we're the like, end of. Well, it has to be season three episode. I mean, I said that. I was like, it has to be this episode. And then they were like, well, actually, it can be whatever we want it to be. And now I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to see it happen whenever it does happen. But I'm also like really impatient. 
same. Um, the the panel yesterday was great. Um, yeah. figuring out like seeing all these people that I know but I have never seen their faces too is crazy. Yeah. Um, also, never heard their voices. It's just I know them because I know what they do. I know what they do like. The fact, also, the fact that everyone calls John Melio and Jabo, mm, that's ne- <laughs> everyone is gonna have to crawl that, uh, crawl that, uh, Steve. Oh, what is what is the word? I'm never gonna not call him Jabo now. So people, if people don't, they're gonna have to pry it off me if they don't want me to call him Jabo. Um, <laughs> also, people, I was like calling, uh, Sarah. Nikki, because that's what like everyone calls her because she's Sarah Nicole, and people were like, "What?" I was confused at first, and I was like, "Wait, no, no, no! It, 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 it makes it's sense. Nikki. It makes sense." Because um, it, it was, it wasn't even when you said it; it's when the crew were like calling her Nikki, and I was like, "Who's Nikki? I don't know Nikki." <laughs> Who's Nikki? Oh, yeah. Nikki saying, um, <laughs> obviously. Uh, she only gets one script at a time. Um, so <laughs> when Hunter came along, she was like, is he at home? <laughs> she was like, no, you can't do this. And also, <laughs> Nikki pleading Dana to not kill Flapjack. <laughs> True. Just like me. Okay, okay, one second. I have, I have made, I've made, I've made the meme. Okay. I'm waiting. At the end of the day, it's not that funny because there could have been an orphan in that witch's... I can't think of something funny. In that demon rail. At the end of the day, it's not that funny, is there? Because there could have been orphans with dead parents behind that door <laughs> that they exploded. I'm not, I'm not, I'm this not is incredible. Sorry. I've made I've made the best meme of my career. At the end of the day, it's not that funny, is it? Because that person could be an orphan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so more of the Evelyn stuff. So much of the puppets, the uh, Masha and the people who look like Mike and... Was it Mike and Bo? I can't remember. Mike and someone else. Um, I can't remember. No, because those two characters that... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be I can't Mike. remember who the other person was. I think it might be Bo Coburn, but I'm not sure. I just, I just remember them being like... We need more crusty old women, and because we can like, I knew one. <laughs> yeah, so they they were <laughs> a lot of the puppets resembled so much of the Hollow Mind paintings, and I've like got yeah. some screen caps, like like with the fire of the leading them in, and with the flapjack. Yeah. Also, just like in general, those like puppet show stuff was very fucking cool. I think it was a really cool way of doing exposition as well. It was like yes. rather than just like dumping it, it's like we have this cool little puppet display, and we're in a very similar position to the characters. In learning that so it's quite cool to do that i don't think we're ever gonna see uh caleb and evelyn on on screen on screen like walking talking yeah probably not i think everything we're gonna know about uh evelyn and caleb is gonna be through stories of other people yeah and i feel like the last piece to the puzzle will come from the clawthorns and then mm-hmm. that will be when we have everything i think yeah. I think they would have done something with them actually being there had there been more episodes, but maybe I do like the idea of hearing it through. I do as well. I, I mean, that was like one of my favorite things about Hollow Mind was having this sort of thing to piece together through like 
it was that thing where like they travel further into his mind and you see more and more of the tragedy of that day and like they're like they're as brothers how their relationship crumbled apart the further you went deeper into his mind which i thought was Mm -hmm. a really really cool way of showing that and also just having a sort mm -hmm. of thing where it's like it's pretty clear what's going on here but we're not going to explicitly tell it to you and then like right at the right at the end of that whole of the like the mind though was the like room of dead yeah caleb's which is that thing where it's like the deeper you go in it's like the more it's like the worst mistakes that he's made well i don't even know Mm. if he views them as mistakes but like his worst actions his ass does not have yeah (laughs) because in hollow mind when he was like the the collector was like i think you just make those things just to kill them and he smiled (laughs) his ass no sympathy he does not give a shit right and it's um, like how Ash- we thought we thought there were sixteen, and then at the end of King's Tide, we're just like, "Ooh, there's a lot more than 16. There's like at least forty-two. Yeah, I think I counted like forty-two. I was like, because originally I was like, "Oh, there's sixteen. Like sixteen. Like Hunter is sixteen. Yeah. Oh, also we got the confirmation that Hunter's just like would be in the year above them if they were in school, yeah. which is like, yes, Hunlow isn't a weird thing. It's totally acceptable <laughs> i mean when when you really do like boil down like relationship ages into school years it gets hard because some people could be like the oldest of like one year and the youngest of the other and they yeah. could be two years apart but they could only be like a year apart actually yeah um so i think some people really do have hmm I mean, originally, don't get me wrong, originally when I saw Hunter, I was like, is that not weird? Because Hunter's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, it, I think at first it felt like he was more in the sort of like, um, what are the names? Edric and Emma sort of mm-hmm. age range. But if, I think he's younger than them. Well, like, I actually don't know how old they are. But I feel like he's younger than them. But either way, I mean, I've, like, in terms of my own sort of like, way I look at life, I feel like a difference of one school year at that sort of age isn't too no. bad. I mean, is I've it had, that deep? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like you know people on the internet are looking at it in terms of like we're overanalyzing this thing to see whether it's right or wrong and not looking at it as like a big picture sort of like mm-hmm. you know is it okay mm-hmm. and it's probably fine. Or it's just like I yeah, I get it if it's like Brooke Angie because like. <laughs> Brooklyn had just turned 13 and Kenji would look like a man. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's like whew. that's a bit different. Yeah. Because like 15 and 13 are two very different ages. But like 15 and 16 or even 14 like or like almost 15 and 16 they're very two different. Yeah. I mean, you change a lot as a person during those ages, which yeah. is like, you know. But yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> How did we get like, here? <laughs> I'm trying to go around it where I'm like being respectful, but also I'm saying some things that sound wrong and I don't want people to take me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to explain myself, but I'm not doing a good job of it. Because like I said, um, I may have only had one glass of apple blood, but Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, the first thing in Lucy's closet being a funeral dress, I want to cry my eyes out, jump off a cliff and never come back. Oh gosh, that entire sequence with the her the previous video diaries. video diaries, yeah. 
I think okay, I I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw this. There was like a thing, um, like an article that was written the other day about how like they're gonna delve into neurodivergency in the upcoming episode. And this is the next one, just within the next two episodes. It the was like a thing. Article, the Connecticut interview with the the one with the Connecticut. I can't remember. <laughs> it was like last week. The one where they they had J Bo and Dana speaking. I don't remember. <laughs> but okay, but yeah, I think yeah. That, yeah. It was it was something where they said they're gonna they're gonna be like talking about neurodivergency and stuff like that. And I don't know if they said explicitly there was gonna be lose, but I mean it. Girl, who the fuck else? Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> it was pretty fucking obvious. But also just like the way they dealt with like her having um, Goodrich's Zora as like an interest, I think was quite well dealt with and then also doubling as a sort of thing where it's like it helped her get through a time when she was struggling a lot but also mm. being this thing where it's like it's what her, her dad kind of gave to her as like a, an interest and her adopting that into her life was really I think it was really it was quite well handled and it hit hard and it was like damn and then it's because you have that thing where it's like the way the clips cut between he gave me this book. I'm going to start reading it soon. And then it just cuts and being like, I love it. I love it so much. And it's like, and then it's also us seeing Luz being like her happy, joyous self, which we haven't seen like in this entire episode. And then mm-hmm. this is like that reminder of that and like her loving all of these things. And it's like, wow. Because we even like came full circle to the reasoning behind her choices in the first episode. So the yeah. thing that started the show of her doing the, the book report, it was all just being like, I'm going to do the best book report ever because my, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Because my, my, my mom thinks I have to be more realistic or whatever it is. And it's just. <laughs> yeah, it was a really, I think I, and I think they have, they have the right setup to deal with addressing neurodivergency in a way that's quite good. Um, I think what they've done so far and how they've dealt with Luz as a character and where it seems like where, like what she's had as like a basis up to this point seems to be mm-hmm. like I think I think they can do it quite well. So uh, yeah, I mean I remember back in 2020 when Dana was doing a a Tumblr Q&A. Or was it Reddit? It was one of them. Um and people were like asking Okay, no no there was a Reddit AMA, and then before that, there was a Tumblr AMA. In the Tumblr AMA, someone was asking, actually, I don't know whether it's the right around. It's one of the way it was wrong. Basically, someone asked, was like, does Luz have ADHD? And Dana was like, mm, I don't think so. I wrote her based off myself. And I was like, hmm, Dana, please go see a doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she clarified once, like, people had explained stuff to her more, that she had always wanted to write a character who learns differently and who does things differently but is is still able to do it as greatly as other people and that is really just yeah 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 <laughs> which is i think is also just the perfect footing to like talk about neurodivergence in a way that's very different to how a lot of shows do like the stereotypical sort of like like just like all the stereotypes that like other shows have of like the autistic character archetype and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's like this is a very different much more respectful yeah. and also kind of more realistic or like more close to the truth sort of way of approaching that 
I mean, this show has always done great at disability. So with Ida especially, um, you can take that in many ways. I personally take that as like a physical disability way because I have a physical disability and it's very, very relatable. I'm like, I really need to know whether the team behind that was going for like a disability metaphor because if they weren't, Jesus Christ, <laughs> they have created something so good. Um yeah. And obviously, um, you know, both communities of like physical disability and mental disability and the people who are in both, staring at myself, um, oftentimes are not represented well. And then that causes some kind of, sometimes causes a bit of infighting. So when you're in the middle, it's like, stop the yeah. violence. <laughs> um <laughs> But I think this show has handled both mental disabilities and physical disabilities so well. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, one thing about this show is that, like, its representation and, like, diversity stuff is so good. But then you have that on top of already having, like, a really good show. It's, like, <laughs> they have all of this stuff and they have all of this stuff. And then it's it's also integrated into, like, the it's, like, baked into the identity of the show. It's not, like, an, an afterthought that they, like, sprinkle on top. It's like yeah. these stuff were written with these sort of like it feels like they have people writing them who know what they're talking about when they're writing it. Yeah. Um I, yeah, even if they they don't have like the the words like for the labels to putting on it, they still know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um which is great. Okay, I keep noticing that they keep putting the fucking half circle shadow on Luz, and that was like one of my main thinking and said that Luz, the collector, was gonna possess Luz. Why are they still doing it? Are they hinting at something that I don't know about, or are they just fucking with us? <laughs> I mean, they talked about the collector Luz theory yesterday, and they were like, wow, fans are so stupid for believing that. And I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Great, though. And then obviously, and then we had like the shot. Which was the leaked shot. Actually, I'm kind of curious. I don't want to dwell on the leaks too much. But what was the leaked shot that you saw? It was Hunter with Bella's eyes. And then like a little bit of Luce. And I was like, that looks stupid. Luce looks stupid. They would never was it, this is his Was thing. it when Luz was hugging Hunter? No. Okay. Maybe? I can't remember. I just Because I, I saw I saw a few. I saw the one where it was I think the the one that loads of people saw, which is I assume this is the one you had seen. It's where Hunter it's like the shot they do from like below where you can see the frame of the the grave like the you can see the arch and you can see him standing there um holding flapjack with the horns oh. but it's before he crushed flapjack so you can't actually tell what's gonna happen so i didn't know someone was gonna die it was that and then i saw the one of Luz hugging hunter and i thought and the way it was cut looked really fucking weird which is one of the reasons why i thought it might be fake and then it was a shot of them around someone on the floor with lights coming up but i didn't look at any of them for long enough so i didn't really know what was going on so like the one with like the lights going into the air i don't have no fucking clue what's going on i just assumed there was some light glyph stuff happening and then when i was like oh shit <laughs> someone's died i was like oh um but yeah i don't it was it was weird. It was like, and then finally that came up, and I was like, "Oh shit, the leaks are true." And it was like throughout the episode, there were like bits and bits where I was like, "Oh, these seem to be true." And I know some people noticed the wolf shirt, which I had oh, not, shit. I had not realized because I did not pay attention to the leaks. I did not realize that was a thing. Yeah, no, I saw a stupid ass shirt, and I was like, "This is such a stupid shirt, horrendous <laughs> to animate. To animate, they would never do this." So I immediately. Uh, I had started coming up with theories about who had leaked this on the crew, who had, who had, um, you know, done shit 
the lols and I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, uh, yeah. Jabo, uh, Alex and someone else must have been up to this. And I was I, Yeah, apparently it was real. And it was like the slow realization as the episode went on. I was like, oh, it's actually real. I was like, oh shit, Hunter's going to get possessed. But like, they better not leak the next episode no i will fucking after. scream because it's getting kind of like i don't know how this like what's what's going on disney like get your fucking security together when the first six minutes of the episode got released got leaked i was like oh someone at fucking new york comic-con has swiped this and put this on 4chan um, yeah but no 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 someone had got a bunch of shit yeah but hopefully no more hopefully it's at the end no more leaks for the Owl House. Because, I mean, this is... It's kind of just fucking horrendous. Like, in terms of Disney. Why, why are all the issues leaking? Like, they gotta, they've got to do better. Yeah, like, the Ghost of Molly Miggy have, has had some leaks, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I've seen them now. I hadn't seen them before. I saw some random account tweeting about them. I was like, fucking I've no. seen some of them, but not all of them. Ever since True Colors, it's just been downhill. Oh, God. <laughs> what a day. I feel like Hunter's going to carve Plasma at some point. I feel like that's quite a... It's gonna happen, yeah. And I feel like I feel like having if they were to bring back Flapjack, if they were to do it via something like that, it wouldn't feel like a cop out because it's yeah. part of him. It's part of him being his character, which is the thing I was gonna talk about. Which is like this whole episode is about Hunter and his identity, and it was like everything. So this one was like he's trying to form a new identity away from like what Bellos has made for him, but. He's doing that in like a human realm where he's away from everything else. And like obviously Bellus is like a despicable evil person who's like still grasping control of the hunter. And by the end of the episode, and like you can see this from like the way he talks to Luz, it's no longer a case of him being like fearful of who he was, but rather being more assured in who he is now mm-hmm. in like he wants to face Bellus. And he's confident that he can face that down. Which is like the character change that he goes through in this episode, which I think a lot of people have missed out on because a lot of people were like, "There's it was unnecessary. Like, he was happy. No. Why did you make him angry? Why did you make him sad again? And it was like, he was happy, yeah. but he had problems that he hadn't faced yet. He still hadn't stood up to... Yeah, exactly. Yet. Which is like a really... Like, even if you were to just look at it from like a, a point of like um, satisfaction, like that is a thing that he deserves to have is that moment of like actually standing up yeah. to this person. Which he got to have, and he did that, like, and it worked out well. And now he's in that position where, like, he at the end of the episode, he's like, "We're going back," and he's like, "We're doing this. We're gonna face him." And it's like him before would have not said that because him before was very content with leaving all of that completely behind in order to maintain the new version of himself he's built up. But him now is like, "I am this new person, regardless of what Bellas has said, regardless of what he's done," which I think is the character growth that he needed to have. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm excited to see what the next episodes bring. I am so scared. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the Owl House. You kind of have to be scared. That is true. It was also very cool having an episode come out around nearish Halloween time. I feel like yeah, it was destiny. The Owl House, the Owl House was built for that. It's so sad that we didn't get more than one Halloween episode. But... Yeah. Basically, my, my process going into season three of The Owl House is not thinking about what we could have had, what we could have had. It's just, you know... This is what we have now. This is what we have. Yeah. 
And to be honest, I really do enjoy the sort of like special type of vibe. I think it's very fun. It and is. something very different to what you normally get, which is cool to see them do that. Um, yeah, Imagine they've done they, they've done a good uh, they've done a really good job of like dealing with that i think i know i just said i don't like to dwell on the what ifs <laughs> but imagine if they had specials that were like that came up to the same length as like a full season that would have been so cool that would have been cool so you would have like 12 episodes but alas disney but alas anyway um so yeah that's everything yeah was probably not but <laughs> that's everything we can think of so far yeah um so thank you for listening uh you can find us at uh anchor.fm slash forgotten fans or on twitter at fans forgotten yep or any of your podcast networks of choice because we're just there you can also google the forgotten fans oh yeah we should open google genuinely come up on google um (laughs) amazing but season two is gonna be so great um we have quite some cool things planned um yeah and we're hoping for just to sound a lot better (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have the production Um, quality and hopefully i mean at the time of this recording i don't know if it's happened or not but we should have our new logo so hopefully you guys are enjoying how great that looks it yeah We'll we'll see though. Um. So yeah, season two is gonna be great. We don't really have a uh schedule at the minute because we don't have a show that's air- usually if a show is airing we would have a schedule. But yeah. we're also two very busy people. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much why like every episode gets pushed back so much because it's like one of us will have something come up and then the other one will have something else come up and then it's like this continuous cycle until one yeah, day we're like, no, we, we gonna- have to get it done today. <laughs> We were going to do it like two weeks ago and then Jono was busy and then I got so ill I almost died and then we went to see Rena. Yeah. And then... And then that's like now, basically. Oh, God. It's chaotic. Um, but it's going to be great. Um, just just put no- post notifications on, on Twitter and you'll be notified whenever an episode comes out. I know... That if you use Apple Podcasts, you get notifications because I sometimes just have my computer open and it's like an episode of the Forgotten Fans has been released. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be a great season two. And I'm in- excited for everyone to join us along the ride of some really cool animation. Yeah, we have we have a lot of plans. We have a lot of ideas. We have no schedules, but we have a lot of ideas. <laughs> exactly. But it'll all turn out great in the end. So yeah. thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.